On today's episode of Soul Zero Two, we're going to be talking about the question, what comes out of your wilderness on Soul Zero Two? And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. And uh, I want to thank you for joining us today and being with us. And there's something about a wilderness experiences that uh, that changes the value of things. It wanes us from carnal dalliances, and it deepens our spiritual well. And, but that's a nice way to put it. Most of the time, when you're in that wilderness, it feels like you're abandoned. It feels like you're spiritually dry, and it feels like you just want to die. And, however, these experiences do not have to destroy us or in any way uh, mar our life. They can transform us into something much more powerful than than we thought we could be. And there's a beautiful scripture in Song of Solomon 8.5. And if you don't know what the Song of Solomon is, it's a, a, it's a poem, a long poem written by Solomon uh, about the woman he loves. And in that poem, it's very passionate, back and forth. But the problem is, is that his lover, right, his Shulamite bride, they called her, uh, she kept fighting him in the sense of she didn't want to surrender herself to him. Because how, how many of you know that really in, in real love, there's, there's a surrender to each other, right? When you get married, when you give your life to someone, you're saying, I belong to you, you belong to me. Even though we're individuals, we know that. But we, we are surrendering ourselves to each other. And we're saying, I'm going to submit to you, and you're going to submit to me, and we're going to be one, right? So the problem was is that he was wooing her. He was drawing her to himself. And she was kind of flirting Right, and saying, yeah, you know, uh, I like you, and I, I think you're good looking, and all this. But so here's a scripture right here, Song of Solomon, eight five. It says, "Who is coming up from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved?" And this is a very interesting scripture because it's at the end of the story, at the end of the poem, that obviously something happened to the bride that changed her. That if you read the whole story, if you read the whole poem. The bride is fighting him back and forth. She's kind of saying, my beloved is mine, and I'm his. Um, in other words, she would claim him fully. She would say, you're mine, but she wouldn't necessarily give herself fully to him. You know, in marriage, in love, right, we give ourselves to each other. Uh, I can't say that person is mine and me not give my heart to them. So what changed her was a wilderness experience in a sense, a spiritual wilderness experience. There was a part in the story where she says, hey, I got up to look for my beloved and I couldn't find him. And in a sense, this represents the feeling of a wilderness experience. It's when you feel like you're far from God, you feel like God doesn't hear your prayers, you feel dry, you feel like you don't want to pray or you haven't prayed, you feel carnal, you feel like you're not saved, you feel like you don't know Jesus, you feel awful. And however... Uh, the wilderness itself is is an interesting thing because it can be used as a tool to transform us. And, th- and that's what God does. So how does the wilderness transform us? First, think about it this way. The wilderness shapes you. And there's a guy, a guy, a, pr- a prophet named John the Baptist. And John the Baptist was a, a person who, um, he he prepared the way for the coming of Christ in terms of preaching the gospel of Christ before people even knew 
what it meant to repent. You know, he, he talked about repentance, right? So John the Baptist was someone who was, his life was shaped by the desert. And we see that when, when, uh, when we look at his clothes, what he wore, right? It says in Matthew 3, 4, Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with, with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. And this sounds so uh, exotic, and it sounds like uh, like a, a, a dark movie with some character that is just difficult and complex. But yet, this was John the Baptist. He was shaped by the desert, literally. And But because he was shaped by the desert, literally, John was able to preach the truth without being afraid of anyone. And we need that today. Uh, I, I feel like today... There has been so much cowering of the church and of the voice of the church. And granted, you know, people have said foolish things out there. We know that. However, we must never be intimidated to say the truth, the truth of God. Not our truth, I mean the truth of God, what the Bible says, what God is saying to this culture. And so so think about this for a minute. What is your condition uh, before the experience, right? Think about the idea of, of, of us or you before the wilderness experience. What does it look like? Well, the bride, the bride, as I told you earlier, was kind of like she had a a flirty relationship with her lover, Solomon. And so she would claim him fully by saying, my beloved is mine, he's all mine, and I'm his, sort of. Uh, then, But then she would never really give herself to him. And I love something that J. Hudson Taylor s- said in his book, Union and Communion, which, which is a phenomenal book about just getting closer to God and communion with God and knowing God. And she said this. She said, speaking of, of the bride, the Shulamite bride of Solomon, she said she would claim him fully without giving herself fully to him. And this is what we do when we're in that desert experience and we're struggling and God is saying, look, I put you here because I want to draw you close to me and I want you to wean yourself from all the things that are distracting you and all the things that are just taking you out of, of focus. And J. J. Hudson Taylor also, also said this, till her love reaches the point of surrender, she must remain an unsatisfied lover. She cannot, as, as, a, satisfied bri- as a satisfied bride, find rest in the home of her husband. And, I mean, this is common about life. When, when two people get married, they have to be absolutely in love with each other. And they have to give their hearts to each other. You can't have it one-sided because it's not going to work. And this is what was happening to the Shulamite bride. And so here's the point of, of what I want to share today, and we're going to close it soon, but here's the point that the wilderness changes your identity. Because in that scripture, and we'll read it in a minute again, she, she was changed, right? But have you, ever, have you ever seen someone after a long time of not, having not seen them, and when you saw them, you said, I didn't recognize them. You know, it could have been maybe they were sick and, and, and the sickness just took its toll, or maybe they lost a lot of weight and they looked terrific, who knows? But either way, you're like, I didn't know it was them. And in a sense, imagine that spiritually and emotionally and character-wise in your heart and your identity, where, where God deals with you in such a profound way that people look at you and they say, who is that? Who is that? And that's why the scripture says it. Uh, it says, who is that coming out of, out of the wilderness, uh, leaning on her beloved? And let me just pull up that scripture again to show you. But 
um, who is that coming from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? So she's coming from the wilderness, from from the wilderness experience, and she she is uh, this time she's not as as arrogant, let's say, or as as sure of herself, because the wilderness has changed her identity, and we find that that um, that when when the, when the scripture says, "Who is that?" right, that confirms the idea of, of profound transformation. That when you go through these wilderness experiences where God put you there, you didn't put yourself there, He put you there. Uh, the way He put Moses there, the way uh, He put Jesus there, right? In, in the garden, He was, when He was praying, He was in the wilderness in a sense, struggling. And so, who is that speaks of profound transformation? Something has changed on a very deep level. And it is possible that the church emerging in this difficult season that we've been going through, will be unrecognizable once all this pandemic is over because of the way things have changed, the way online is a big deal now and and, and people are just tentative about attending you know, physically in a building. But I want you to notice something else today, and that is that, and we're going to close this house in a minute, but I want you to notice this. Notice what the bride is doing, right? Notice what she's doing. Right? Who is that coming up from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? She's leaning on him. Before, she was totally sure of herself. Before, she was kind of like, I got this, I'm all set. You know, uh, I like you, I love being with you, but I'm good. Uh, no commitment here. Now, she's totally in, total buy in. What happened? the wilderness happened to her. She changed. And this is why, don't necessarily shun your wilderness experiences. Ask God, Lord, what do you want from me? Do you want surrender? Do you want my heart? And usually it's, it's something like that. Do you want to change something profound in my life? Don't be afraid of, of God changing you so that when people see you, they're like, wow, I didn't, I didn't recognize you. You've changed. You don't, you're not motivated by anger anymore. You don't... You don't uh, uh, struggle with unforgiveness the way you used to. You forgive now before you were hard-hearted. And it could be a million things. But the point is, is that transformation has occurred. So if you like this pod- podcast and if you find value to it, please click the like, bu- like button, subscribe, recommend it to friends. Check out our website, soul02.com. And there we have uh, some articles, some some podcast video, uh, audio rather, And uh, the video ones are on YouTube, obviously. But uh, until next time, it's great being with you. And thank you so much for listening today. God bless.